Today, I want to talk about a subject that we all know about, covenant. Everybody say covenant. What is a covenant? If we go into the Bible, from the original language, it means the, the word is interesting. It means to cut up or a cutting out. So the cutting out was in the Old Testament a covenant basically is an agreement or an undertaking. In today we would say contract. So if two people or a covenant was mainly between a higher being and a lower being. So a king and his subjects, or God and people. So for a covenant to take place, they have to cut up an animal. They'll cut the animal in two and put one half here, one half there. And the two people entering the covenant will walk in the middle of it. And as they walk in the middle of it, the covenant is established. That was the original way they did it. Now, God also had ways of doing covenant where he, uh, he made a covenant with Noah. He said, I put my bow in the clouds and uh, I will not destroy the earth with water again. You remember that he made a covenant with David. He said, uh, uh, the kingdom shall not depart from your house. So with God covenanting with man, it was always God had set the terms. And man has to what? Follow and obey. But if two people, let's say David and Jonathan, wanted to make a covenant, they had to come together and agree the terms. You see the difference? David and Jonathan must agree the terms. If God is setting a covenant, he tells you and you obey. So, in the New Testament, we talk of we talk of the same word, but then it also it means the same thing. We say testament. So Jesus, our Lord said, and today is communion, he said, Take it. This is my body which was broken for you. Amen. Now, listen to that carefully. Then he said, take drink. This is my blood, which was poured out for you. And Bible said, Jesus, our Passover, is what? Crucified for us. So you remember when we started, an animal had to be cut in half. Then the people entering the covenant walked through it. So my body which is broken for you. And as they cut up the animal, the blood will flow. And my blood, which is poured out for you. He said, this is the new covenant. This is the new testament. Amen. 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 Now, so God always operated by covenant. Whether in the Old Testament or in the New Testament, you always operated by covenant. Now, so I have to ask myself, why? God is sovereign. 
Why don't he decide and say, Today you shall all appear in yellow dresses, uh, in yellow clothing, and it shall be. But he doesn't do that. What he does is this. Now follow me to Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Okay. He is talking about what? The believer's position and authority. Then he said if two of you agree concerning a prayer, concerning a project, Concerning an undertaking, it shall be done in heaven because God is a God of covenants. So God is always looking for a covenant to agree with. God is always looking for a covenant to honor. Because behind every covenant is a greater power. One of the popular covenants today is the marriage covenant. And in every covenant, there is a token to remind you of the covenant. There is something that is left as a symbol of commitment to the covenant. So if I stood here and I want to marry some people and they say, anyway, pastor, we don't wear rings. If you don't wear rings, I still have to find something as a symbol to seal the marriage. If you don't wear rings, you don't wear rings. I will still have to seal the marriage with something. I can't just say, and you are married. There has to be a token to seal it. Amen? So, Bible said, by the new covenant, we have been sealed by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Now, the reason we use the ring is that we say, just as the ring has an unbroken circumference, your love should be without uh, limitations. It should be boundless love, unlimited love. That is why we wear the ring. We use the ring. So if we say the blood of Jesus is the seal of our covenant, then you have to understand what is the power in the blood. So if you know the power in the blood, you will not break the covenant because you know that the power behind the covenant is too strong. If you sign a legal agreement, then there will be a clause. If you break it or if you breach it, then these are the consequences. Will you breach it? No. Anyway, there's always a get out clause. If either party is not happy after one or two warnings, you can pull out. But with our covenant with God, Bible said, God remains faithful. Even though we don't remain faithful. So there is God doesn't pull out. And there is no get out unless we decide that we are no longer interested 
then we become what the Bible calls truth breakers. Alright, I'll show that to you in a minute. Let's go to let's go to Romans chapter 1, verse 31. And then Second Timothy chapter 3. Romans 131. The Bible, if you read from the earlier verses from verse 27, he's talking about the condition of people living who do not have a covenant with God. So verse 31, he says, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. Alright. Give me the the King James. The old King James. That's a word that I'm looking for. Romans 1, 31. Without understanding covenant breakers. Did you see that? Covenant breakers. Without natural affection, implacable or merciful. Now this scripture is abroad. I can preach it in many dimensions, but I'm just staying on covenant breakers. Go to Second Timothy chapter three, verse one. Give me the old King James as well. He said. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Verse 2. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Verse 3. Without natural affection, truth breakers, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. So I'm looking out for the word truce breakers. So underline that and then Romans 131, covenant breakers. Anybody who falls out of line of God's covenant is called a covenant breaker or a truce breaker. In God's covenant, there's no get out clause. There's no provision that says, and if you are no longer happy with the Lord your God, you shall go your way. Amen. Amen. That is why we need to understand covenant. And it is important that we understand covenant. Otherwise, it will become or it will seem natural to just break covenant or break the truth because everybody is doing because everybody is doing so if you want to be a covenant keeper and not break covenant then here's what we're going to do Amos chapter 3 verse 3 you know what is there Amos chapter 3 he says can two 
work together except they, they agree. Now, how many know this is this is common? This is yeah. Everybody should know this, right? There's no way two cannot work together except they, they agree. But two can actually work together without agreeing. Do you know? Yeah. If you come out of church and let's say you're walking to Wood Green, and as you're walking, there's somebody in front of you or someone behind you, and the same place you are going, they're also going there. The same place. You enter a shop, they enter the same shop. You buy something, they buy the same thing. And you get to the till at the same time. And the price is the same. And you come out of the shop the same time you enter verse 34, the same time. You're going to go, mm, are they following me or what is going on here? You, you, you are going to feel uncomfortable. Why? Because something is happening when you've not actually had a conversation. You've not talked to the person that opened. We shall go to Wood Green, go to H&M, buy a shirt, and then join verse 34 and go somewhere. But the fact that that is happening, it makes you something may not be right. Okay? So that is the sort of, that is coincidental action. But it's not agreement. Because if you were to talk to that person on the bus, you would say, oh, hello. You might just realize, hello. The fact that you went to the same shop, bought the same thing, entered the same bus, does not mean you have agreed. You don't agree on anything. But you've done the same actions. So what Bible is talking about here is that Doing the same actions with everybody else doesn't contrib- contribute agreement. If we come into the house and we say, shall we pray? And 10,000 people rise up, oh Lord, by God, it doesn't mean there's agreement in the building. Even though we are obeying the command, let us pray, it doesn't mean there's agreement in the building. For agreement, okay, so first of all, what agreement is not? We look at what agreement is not. Being called by the same name. I know so many people who are called somewhere. But I don't know them from a million miles. Being called by the same name or being called members of Darby Hall doesn't mean there's agreement. What agreement is not? Subscribing to the same code. Oh, we, 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 we wear, we wear white garment on Sundays, for example, doesn't mean it's agreement. It doesn't constitute agreement. Living or working in the same place. Do you know that you can be working, you have your desk, your colleague have their desk, you have the same qualifications, you are doing almost the same job. But you just don't agree. You never agree. Actually, you don't ever agree. But you are working in the same job, in the same department. You are, un- you are in the same office. 
So there are people who come into God and they think that because they have entered and they have been baptized, they have agreement. Now if you think I'm not, if you think living under one roof doesn't constitute agreement. I said it last week. If you think, if you are married and you think that, oh, because my wife and I are in the same room, we are agreed. You're joking. You're not. Just try having a conversation about something and you realize you are 10 billion miles away from each other. Are you still with me? Yes. Are you still with me? Yes. Okay, so what is an agreement? I give my own working definition. My own definition says an agreement is the conclusion reached after a fight <laughs> or after an argument. That is my definition. Because can two work together unless they agree? So let's say, hey, we want to go to Tottenham Hill. Two of us, me and Mark, we're going to Tottenham Hill. Then we come out there. I say, Mark, let's get the bus. Mark said, no, let's get in the car. He said, let's get in the car. I said, no, no, I want to jump on the bus. Mark said, no, the bus will take too long. I said, well, okay, then I'm walking there. We would go out, up, up, up and down, up and down until we agree. Let's go in the car. Uh, are, you, are you with me? So it's the same thing when you are having a conversation about something. You go here, you go there, everyone goes there, there. Then the conclusion you reach after the fight is the agreement. So he said, can two work together unless they be agreed? And sometimes we are so happy for the agreement part. We don't like the fight part. The fight part, here is what it is. The fight part is where your mind starts to tell you. Ah, pastor said we should get a coach. Eh? I'm not too sure about that one. Uh, okay, how about this? How about that? How about that? Then we fight and then we come with you. Okay, we get a coach. The fight part is when God tells you, Jonah. You shall go to Nineveh. He said, no, not me. I'm in the boat. Next trip to Tarshish. Then he fights in the belly of the whale until he said, Lord, now I surrender. Now I've entered the whale of the belly. If Nineveh kill me, it, 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 it's no problem. Agreement does not always come easy. Sometimes you need to fight for agreement. You need to contend for agreement. That is why sometimes in the house of God, we, we, we assume that because we have all come into church, there is agreement. We have to deliberately work for agreement. We have to fight for agreement by challenging our understandings, challenging our concepts, and then we say, from today, we now establish this as the altar. And ask the way of operation. 
in this place. So when we gather and we are praying, we say, we have established 10 o'clock to 10.30 as an altar of prayer and this is an altar that we are expecting God to touch us and heal us and break free and bring in souls and cause deliverance and we are all agreed, listen to me, by, by reason of the covenant you are compelled to be here. By reason of the covenant, you are compelled. You will run. You have to put your house in order to honor the covenant. There are so many covenant breakers in the house of God today. So many. An agreement is that little whisper in your head when the process is going on, when the prayer is going on, that little whisper in your head, ah, this prayer is too long. What ah, I did mean. Yeah. Even though you are part of the mood and everything, but that little whisper in your head is where the agreement should be. So when the prayer is going on and you're saying, oh God, thank you that you are hearing us. I believe you are going to answer. That is the agreement part. The agreement is the silent prayer within you that is saying, it shall be well, it shall be well, it shall be well. But the part of you that says, what this, what the boss is saying, I know eh, nothing will come of it. Will show up, but nothing. That is, even though you have said, yes, boss, but the inside, there's no agreement. An agreement also is a restlessness always looking for the better way out. So as you are praying, as you say, God, we have agreed, we are praying, this is our time. As you are praying, you are asking God, what are the ways you can touch us more? How can you release your glory upon us more? And by that heart of agreement, God can open revelation doors. An agreement is also a deliberate effort to make something happen. So agreement is work. A deliberate effort to make something happen. And for that to happen, you must have the heart and the burden and the desire. So, you see, an agreement is a matter of the heart. You know, some people think having a good marriage means having a big, lavish wedding with... All the things, huh? but after that is the matter of the heart. Prince Charles, heir to the throne, he has everything. He married Diana, but in spite of everything that he had. Agreement is a matter of the heart. An agreement is a matter of love. See, in the Old Testament, when they cut up the animal, it wasn't a bush animal they went and caught. Somebody owned the animal. Either one of them paid for it, or two of them paid for it, or somebody gave them the animal. 
somebody had to pay for the animal. And there was a price. There was a cost involved. It's a matter of love. You can't agree with something you don't love. You can flow with many things you don't love, but you can't agree because agreeing with something means you are going to want to sacrifice for it. Love binds the covenant. Love binds the covenant. We are not under the Old Testament now to do all those sacrifices. But the only thing we have now is love. So how much love have you got? How much love can you show? How much love can you display? If you keep saying, if you keep, let's say if you keep turning up late for work, and always you have a nice story to tell your boss. I know my boss understands. And your boss is like, oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know. One day, he will not defend you. Because he will now think, well, this person really doesn't love this job. The famous story of the marriage counselor who was the was counseling a couple, and he asked, he asked the man, "When was the last time you said I love you to your wife?" And the man said, "Well, what does that matter? Since I married her, I told her I love her, and I haven't changed my mind. If I change my mind, I'll tell her." The thing with love is you need to constantly demonstrate it. Are you with me? Now I'm not talking just about marital love. But your love for anything. If you love your job, you must demonstrate it for your boss to see. Are you with me? If you assume that, oh, my boss knows I love the job anyway. No, you need to physically demonstrate it. Now, how about God? God looks on our heart so he can see that you love him. So why do you have to demonstrate anything? But the demonstration is what takes your time and effort and resources. So if you love anything, your time, effort and resources goes to that thing. Are you with me? So if you love God, but you can't demonstrate, you say, God knows in my heart. Why is it that you don't say to yourself, in my heart, I know I want food. So, I've seen the McDonald's, my heart, I want the food, is in my heart. So, that is fine. But you actually go and buy it, pay for it, and eat it. Why don't you stop and say, in my heart, I love the McDonald's, and you before? You have to demonstrate it. That is why God said, like some people say, hey, God knows all our needs. Why do you pray? Why do you have to pray? Some people say that. 
But who are we if our Lord Jesus Himself? Bible said He did what? He prayed with strong crying and tears. If He prayed with strong crying and tears, who are we to not pray? So today, Hebrews 5 7. Today, we are now looking for an agreement. Well, I want to start a business. The government knows I want to run a car shop. So here's my intention I'm running a car shop. But they say you have to register, we have to give you a number. You have to submit your reports or whatever they do. Why don't they just say, you do what you, we, we want more businesses. If we are serving God, we have to be deliberate and build the covenant. Because God operates by covenant. Hallelujah. Amen. God operates by covenant. And the thing is, if you get into covenant with God, all the responsibilities on God to deliver, you don't have not any, what, what, what are you going to give God? You are actually placing a demand on God. And that is some of the ways to access the divine blessings of God because for example if you are obeying God and if you are saying God between me and you I'm going to do this I'm going to sow this seed I'm going to do this then God honors that faithfulness and that commitment I can give many examples. Jacob, he did that. He said, God, I'm going on this journey. If you protect me and I go and return safely, everything I have, I shall give you a tenth. Only a tenth. But that is why his name is Jehovah which is the way we can render it in English, but he always says, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Those were covenants. He made covenant with Abraham, you shall be the father of many nations. He made covenant with Isaac. He said, and Isaac sowed in that land and reaped a hundredfold. He made covenant with Jacob and changed his name to Israel. So he's a covenant keeping, he's a God of covenant. And somebody said, but God is Old Testament. But in New Testament, Jesus said, this is the blood of my new covenant. It's by covenant. And Matthew 18, 19, he said, if two of you shall now walk in that covenant. So, if thou behold shall now walk in covenant. He said, everything you ask, you pray. That means we have come to an agreement. 
That means we have come to the point where our inner voice is saying, God, it is well. Make it well. Let it be so. We are not just showing that, yeah, today was great, church was fantastic, but we say, God, we came today so you will bless us. So you will cause the work to prosper. So you will bless the pastor and his house. You will bless all the members. You will bless the community. And that becomes your heart cry. Bible said, when we gather together to pray, yes. heaven will answer. Amen. You know, and because there's always a lot of argument between husband and wife at home, so see, home, a lot of home prayers are not effective because. We have not finished the fighting to come to the conclusion to agree. So our prayer is not going where it should But in the name of Jesus, we relinquish every fight to God. It is not by might, nor by power. Now you have to understand, sometimes it's not how hard you try. I have to make them understand. Whoa, whoa. No, you make it worse. But if you say, in the name of Jesus, take over, Lord. Take over, Lord. There will be such unity and agreement. And that is what the devil fears. Amen. The power of agreement. God operates with that principle. You are going to agree. You can be a one man agreement. But we shall agree together. And as we go to the communion, you know, another thing in Old Testament, when they made an oath or a covenant, sometimes they sealed it with a meal. And sometimes they see it with their own blood. We're not going there. Depending on what sort of covenant. But the common one was that they sealed the covenant with the meal. So when the Lord Jesus instituted the communion, he was sealing the new covenant with us. Hallelujah. So, we don't have any problem. All we have to do is to agree with the Lord. Let the meal be set. And then the blessings will flow. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, that is why I'm saying the fact that we are wearing the same uniform and under the same roof, everything we agree. And if the Lord Jesus is saying in Matthew 18, 19 that if you can agree, you can have anything, then let's start to agree. Let's be deliberate. That we are going to agree. And you know, the other thing about agreement is Letting go of your options. Amen. Yes. Because 
Maybe I want to go to Maybe I want to go home and see. But my wife wants to go to Nambus. If I want agreement, what do I do? No, go and see. <laughs> so nothing go of yours. And sometimes we are not agreeing because everybody is holding their options. No, we see, no, we go to Nando's. Okay, go into your Nando's. Okay, this guy, go But we are going to believe God. Amen. That's the Spirit of God. Amen. Will fall on us. Amen. To begin to agree. Amen. And when you are agreeing, the Spirit of God will work in your heart. You'll find yourself, you'll be dreaming, you'll be dreaming about the church. You'll be dreaming about the work of God. You'll be thinking, watch out, something will come upon you. Let me close with this. There's a story of 70 elders of Moses. Now, anywhere you read you don't hear of 70 elders of Moses. Moses was always alone, either with Aaron or briefly with Joshua. Where were the 70 elders? But there's a point in scripture where Bible said, God said to Moses, I'm going to take the spirit that is upon you and I'm placing it on the 70 elders. And when he did that, Bible said they prophesied. Where were those 70 elders the whole time? There was no agreement. But when the spirit on Moses came upon them, they became, they started to prophesy and they said, hey, this thing is like this. Yes. A new spirit yes. will come upon you yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes. And all your weaknesses will be overcome. In the name of Jesus, everything that is impossible by the Spirit of God, you shall receive strength to do it. May the Holy Ghost anoint you. May you begin to prophesy. May you begin to do things that you could never do. May that be a stirring in your heart. In the name of Jesus, may it be a brand new day. May people say, Is this also among the prophets? And you say, It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because it's not.
you can covenant with parts of your body. Job said, I made a covenant with my eyes that I will not look upon a woman twice. Or in other words, I will not look upon a woman to last after her. I made a covenant with my eyes. Many, many years ago, my mother was feeling some pain in her breast. And she went for the scan and diagnosis. They weren't too sure, but they were trying to suggest it might, you know what? I said, I want to hear this. The breast that fed me as a baby cannot develop this and when she went back again, they said they can't find the baby. You can covenant with parts of your body. That is what Bible said. Your body is the temple of God. Any part of your body that is giving you trouble, if it is your mind, if it is your mouth, if it is your tongue, if it is your eyes, if it is your hands, if it is your legs, if it is your stomach. You say, Father, I agree with your word that my stomach shall have the perfect function. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That my eyes begin to declare, speak, prophesy to your own body. Prophesy to your own body. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yabro kalama satanda bahandalo. Ipa kalama bandali brozahandali. Rokatanda bali mozandaleha. Ipa kotone brandala maza. Rakatana mabana mozimaka. Labro kolombo bandale moza. Yamakana mabana mozimaka lebroha. Labakana la mozimaka. Imanama zemekala mabana moza. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Now, in the same way, we are going to overnight. The church is the body of Christ. Therefore, Bible said, it is impossible for those who have heard the gospel and, and, and repented and received salvation to go back. It is impossible that the body of Christ will suffer. We are going to covenant. That it is impossible that the body of Christ will suffer. It is impossible that the body of Christ will be sick or be disgraced. It is impossible that the body of Christ will be weak. It is impossible that this assembly will not fulfill its God's mandate. And as that happens, it means that it is impossible for you also not to fulfill your mind. Begin to declare, commit this body. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yabro Kolebra Namazimoka. Labakana 
you are saying to God, I don't have the strength or ability, but I trust that you do. Yes. That is all about faith. Yes. I trust that you can. Yes. Because otherwise, nobody comes to anything. Even these days in the job place, they just give temporary contracts. They give you three months rolling. Every three months you pay. Because now, nobody wants to commit to anything. But may your house find favor. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, God is good. I just want, you know, when, when, but let, let's proceed. Amen. 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 We'll take the communion. Father, we ask your blessing upon these. Emblems as we take the Lord that He reminds us of the covenant. And Father, that we will apply ourselves to enter into your covenant in Jesus' name. Amen. If you are not sure, then don't don't take it. But you are taking this because your life is surrendered to Jesus and your heart, your sins have been confessed and you're a child of God. And this communion is the token of the New Testament. Instead of an animal, our Lord himself gave his sacrifice. His body broken, his blood shed, Jesus our Passover is crucified for us. For the forgiveness of our sins.
communion it's like the day the Lord Jesus received you on Calvary cross and he called your name and said it is finished so today as I said to you every covenant is seen with the token and anytime you see the token it reminds you so today you have brought out your token of victory to remind you of who you are and to tell the devil that look at this I have the token and the seal of victory in the name of Jesus and I will not bow to your presence so Bible said the same night the Lord Jesus was betrayed he took bread and after he gave thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body, broken for you. Let's eat it together. And then after the same manner, he took the cup and said, This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you. As you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let's drink. This covenant says all the things in the body and blood of Jesus belongs to us. Amen. Bible said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Yes. Yes. And Bible said his blood paid the price. Every burden, every heaviness has been paid. Therefore, today, I want you to make a declaration and say, Lord, say, Lord, 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 Lord by this token of your broken body, which means every part of my life will be put together by this token. Any troubles. Is overcome. Is overcome. And by this blood, which paid the price, which opened the prison gates, which disarmed the devil, which emptied hell, and took the powers of death, I receive life. I receive abundant life. I receive abundant glory. I receive abundant favor. In the name of Jesus. I am not afraid. I am not defeated. I have the symbol of your victory and authority. And it is mine. Just as the children of Israel 
their doorposts with their blood. By this covenant today, every connection in my life, every door in my life, any dependent in my life, in the name of Jesus. Give God thanks. Give God thanks. We give you thanks. Glory to God. We give you praise. 